Lewis. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. Once a man's a killer, they just keep on killing and killing. They sort of develop a taste for blood. Yeah, that's right. They kill one man or kill ten. It's all the same. After all, they can only hang you one Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life. Alan, how are you feeling today, my brother? Feeling good. Ghost face killer, mighty healthy. My pick this week. Alan, what do you think of the track? An interesting one. Um, Ghostface Killer, Wu-Tang Legend, obviously. But weirdly, I have heard this song, but also I haven't heard this song. I think what? we <laughs> I think we've mentioned before um the Grey album by Danger Mouse, which is a mashup of the Beatles White Album and Jay-Z's Black Album. Really good mixtape. But there's another great mixtape in a similar vein called Wu-Tang versus the Beatles Enter the Magical Mystery Chambers which is produced by Tom Caruana. And the title obviously plays on the Wu-Tang album, Enter the Wu-36 Chambers, and then the Beatles album, The Magical Mystery Tour. But unlike the Grey album, the mixtape doesn't just limit itself to those two albums. It takes music from like the entire Beatles catalogue and the entire Wu-Tang catalogue, including all of their solo stuff. So when I read the lyrics to this song, I was like, this feels familiar, but I don't recognize the song. I feel like I've heard it somewhere. Then I thought, wait a minute, it's got to be that mixtape. Look back on it, and of course, there's a track on there, Mighty Healthy. So I went back and listened to it, and I, yeah, I've heard the song before, but with a completely different beat and instrumental. But then it occurred to me, I don't actually know which Beatles song this is sampled on this mixtape. I'm like, I know that's Paul McCartney's voice. That's definitely his voice. But what is this song? I don't recognize it. Which is strange because I have a fairly good knowledge of their their back catalogue, including the unreleased anthology. But this one got past me. It's a song called She's a Woman. And it was only released as a B-side to a single. So clearly I've got some more homework to do on my, my Beatles B-sides. But yeah, it was nice that you picking this track kind of led me back to that mixtape and then to a new Beatles song that I hadn't yet listened to, uh, except from on that mixtape. So yeah, I knew the lyrics, but didn't know the song. Looking forward to it. What a sick story. It makes me feel like not wanting to have to speak about this track at all, because that story was hard, bro. What a, I went on a journey with it. Yeah, what a bars, <laughs> rhymes, and life intro to a track. Like, that's madness. Um, I think my take and intro on this track would be pretty shit compared to what you said, though. But on a level, it was like the first time I ever heard about Ghostface Killer was with our boy SC. And he used to hype about him a lot. And 
I always had tangible knowledge of Ghostface, but never really knew his back catalogue at all. There is a specific reason why I picked this tune this week, but it'll probably make itself apparent in the bars. And it's nothing major, but it's just it's just the reason why I picked the track, because it just reminded me of a time in my life. It's bars, rhymes and life. I just need to say, Ghostface's got a very, very... I mean, all of Wu-Tang are incredible. There's something about Ghostface's flow, which is just, it's too sick. Like the way he puts some words, syllables and rhymes together, he's next. Like it's just mad. I know why he's so validated. It's, it's obvious, but I just wanted to validate it even more, man. Who's up first? You're up. The world can't touch ghost, purple tape. Ray co-host. So the purple tape refers to the distinguished look of the original purple cassette tape for the successful Only Built for Cuban Links, the second Wu solo CD, which heavily featured Ghostface. He was on 14 of 17th of the tracks, but also we've done a Bars, Rhymes and Life track on that album, the one that features Nas. Verbal intercourse. Which, if you ain't listened to, you need to listen to that episode. Verbal intercourse is a track. The other thing I wanted to mention, how sick were cassette tapes? There's something so <laughs> sick about cassette tapes. And I've got a couple of stories. I, Alan, do you know the first hip-hop tune you ever listened to? Hard to pinpoint it, but I know that when I was a kid, my dad had a cassette tape of the Arrested Development album, uh, Three Years, Five Months, Two Days in the Life Of, which he played a lot. So could be one off of there. I know. I vividly, vividly remember this m- memory. I was at my cousin's house in Leicester young little kid i can't remember how old i was the first tune i ever listened to was i got five on it by loonies and that that cassette got played and then you had to once it finished the cassette tape pops open and you have to flip it round. Like you have to flip it round to put it back in again. And another memory that I just needed to call out was the cassette tape extension cord cable that I put in my Nissan Elmera, my mum's Nissan Elmera, to connect to my mini disc player to to listen to tracks. Like there's just something so sick about cassettes and the sound and the mechanism compared to Oh, I'll just stream it off my phone now. There's something so sick about having something tangible. And having a p- purple cassette tape 
I'll rate anyone who's got that cassette out there because that's a purple cassette tape. That's just different. It'll be a fun thing to collect at this point. It's like classic, classic tapes. I've got a computer in my attic. It's an Amstrad 464 and it runs on cassette tapes. And it's just, it takes like half an hour to load a game of Tetris, but it's just kind of something fun and nostalgic about it, even though it's probably older than I am. Fucking mental, man. Who's up next? You're up again. West Brighton Pool. Now I'm into Iron Duels. I love how locations have such an intrinsic capability of producing memories and activities. So West Brighton Pool, now I'm into Iron Duels. So that is a place, West Brighton Pool, and Iron Duels is a reference to battle rapping. So he was battle rapping at West Brighton Pool. But we had Heston Subway. You knew what that Heston Subway was, right? Like the subway at Heston Park. You just knew about where that, that, like what that meant. You knew about Lambton Park, what was going down there. There's just these certain areas where you go, you say one thing and it means another. Ah, oh, link me at Pav Rouge. You know that that guy's been out for a big drink and he's getting a meal at the end of the, the night. There's just certain things about locations that I just find so powerful. Back in the day, Ghostface might have just said, yo, 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 meet me at West Brighton Pool. Yeah, and you just know exactly where it is and you know exactly what's happening there. And I just think there's something really powerful, unique about that. That reminds me of, um, do you know the interviewer Nardwa? He's got an interview with Kendrick and he shows him a leaflet of like a hood tour that happens in Compton where they show you all the spots. And Kendrick, you're talking about Compton Records. If I go to Compton, I understand. I got this little handbill here. There's actually LA Compton hood tours. Have you seen this? I see this. What's this? Check this out. Look what it says right there. LA's hottest sightseeing tour. What's what they put to put you on the back of a bandwagon, or a, a wagon or something and drive you around? Yeah, to all the sites. Like, check on the back here. Oh, get out of here. Are you serious? You, LA Hood Tours. You'll get your ass shot rolling around with people you don't know. <laughs> I hope you made this up and don't be trying to plan on getting no, it. No, this is real. You got Rock on here. There you go, Jay Rock on there. Bring Rock over here, dog. Please explain what's going on. Please introduce who you have right here again. This, this is right here is J Rock right here. <laughs> He's from his projects, Nickerson Garden Projects. Uh, I guess this is a place that people want to see when they come to L.A. And, you know, uh, this dude, you know, is on the forefront for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you meet him in the flesh right now. And he's like, well, don't go to these different spots. But it's funny because it's just all the, the history of all the things that have happened in their life that then you hear on the tracks. It's cool, man. You're up again. Inhale, break beats of hell. Aya likes propel parallel. Duracell not, you flashed a burnt cell. Hundred percent snap. So the the flow is simply just disgusting on these two lines. Saying them is difficult. Listening to them is mad. I just love the the visual imagery of these two lines. It's unbelievable. A Duracell knot is actually a thick roll of cash, which I had no idea about. But if you roll up a a, a thick roll of cash yeah it does look like a duracell if you actually think about it right you flash a burnt cell meaning your battery is dead your cash is short that's what it means like you, you duracell or not you flashed a burnt cell your your money is short you ain't like you ain't made of anything and then 
the fact that Duracell ties into the previous line where he says AA alike. So like a double A battery. So he's just slipped that in there as well, which I just go, wow, fucking classy shit, man. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I noted down. I just, this line jumped out at me. Like you said, at the start, Ghostface has a really unique style about him, about his flow. I think he's one of those people whose voice just kind of grabs you. He's got a great voice. It's an, an immediacy about it. As soon as he, he drops a verse, you can't help but, but listen. I like the inhale break beats of hell. I feel like Wu-Tang beats are often quite gritty sounding. They're kind of quite dark and a, a break beat from hell is such a good way of describing that. And then, like you said, the AA, A alike obviously refers to the Duracell battery, but also potentially he's saying, also he's saying he's got A likes propel parallel, which I'm not sure, but potentially if you think of when you're rapping, you use a lot of similes and a simile is when you say something is like something else, which is obviously a common trope in rap. So he could be saying that he's propelling these bars and they're straight bars parallel. Maybe a bit of a reach, but I feel like that's kind of what he's working in there as well. Just really clever set of bars, man. Different gravy, bro. Different gravy. Who's next? You're up. Like eating dead birds, trust the pharmacy over herbs. Like eating dead birds, trust the pharmacy over herbs. So apparently there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven meanings that dead birds usually symbolize. Do you want to know, Malin? You're going to find out anyway, so you don't know, I don't even know why I asked you that question. So, a warning, heartache, death, rebirth, a failed dream, the loss of someone close to you, or you found yourself in an unhealthy environment. And it's just that last one that sticks out to me. Like eating dead birds, trust the pharmacy over herbs. And I wanted to see, I feel like this might be a reach as well, and I probably need you to maybe reach or back me up on this one. I think there's an illusion here that Ghostface is saying, I don't smoke weed. I'd rather take tablets or do other stuff than take weed because like eating dead birds, as in smoking and getting high like a bird, but staying grounded as you blaze, I trust the pharmacy over herbs. And it's like, I'd rather not smoke weed and still get my money and do my thing and like be gangster or extra, extra whatever you want to call it then carry on to smoke weed because i find myself in an unhealthy environment with that you know what this actually i highlighted this line and then i took it out because i couldn't decipher it so i'm with you on like trying to figure out what it means what i found interesting is that in the line before he says and shit we never did like eating dead birds and so depending on how you break that sentence up, it could be, we never did like eating dead birds. Or if you insert a pause there, it says we never did like eating dead birds. So it, it, the meaning potentially switches there from whether you, you don't like it or you do, which is probably intentional. It's a way of playing with it when, you, when your rhyme carries over to the next line. I don't know, man. I, I kind of took a, a simple reading of Trust Pharmacy over Herbs as trusting medical science over like alternative medicine that was like my simple reading of it but i'm probably just projecting my own thoughts onto that because that's how i think but it 
it could it could mean something entirely different, man. Who knows? Sick bar, sick bar, man. Because it rhymes. Clearly, it's got something in it behind it, but we can't decipher it. And I think that's always a good thing, man. I always think that's like a testament of sick writing. Makes it interesting. You're up again. Scissor hand wig vanished in the winter, living off land. You goddamn right, a fuck fang. King me, check, checkmate. Props like the microchip founder. Neck to neck stock with Bill Gates now. Scissor hand wig vanished in the winter, living off land. You goddamn right, a fuck fans, king me. Check, checkmate. Props like the microchip founder. Neck to neck stock with Bill Gates now. So King Me is actually a checkers reference, which is weird, isn't it? When I heard King Me, I thought that's chess, that's chess. But it's actually a checkers reference. When a piece in checkers reaches the last square, it becomes the king by having another piece put on top of it. Now, the piece can move backwards as well as forward. So King Me is what you actually say normally when you achieve this move. Like checkmate is what you say when you checkmate your opponent in chess. So. I just like the play between chess and checkers. And then he's just gone props to the microchip founder, neck to neck stock with Bill Gates now. And though Microsoft is not the founder of the microchip, Ghost is referring to having as much clout as Bill Gates. Like I'm neck to neck with Bill Gates now, the the CEO of Microsoft. But I also want to refer back, neck to neck is also feels like a reach back to me with like eating dead birds because you usually behead a bird you don't usually eat like the bird with the head on so I'm just like there's something there's a loop in there there's something in there that I just can't obviously grab but it is grabbing me because his bars are that deep nice man you are up again so I'm going to say two lines. This might be a bar rhymes and life's verse, but they're not obviously, they're not associated with each other or like they're not adjacent to each other. When we hug these mics, we get busy. Come and have a good time with G-O-D. Shake that body, party that body. Don't fuck with ghost. You'll feel sorry. When we hug these mics, we get busy. Come and have a good time with G-O-D. Shake that body, party that body. Don't fuck with ghost. This is the reason why I picked this track. I listened to Kanye West, the album, Cruel Summer. Kanye West presents good music, Cruel Summer. And there is a tune called New God Flow. And I love that tune so much. I listen to it over and over and over again. There's bars in there like from Pusher, like I believe there's a God above me, but I'm the, just the God of everything else. Good music, fuck everything else. I believe there's a God above me. I'm just the God of everything else. I'll put holes in everything else. New God flow, fuck everything else. And it's just like, it's just got this incredible um, instrumental and it's just got these incredible bars in it. And I just love that track. And I really just like really, really remember that track so powerfully. And guess what? Kanye sampled this track. 
So when I heard these lines, he sampled these very bars. And so when this tune came up on my Spotify playlist, I was just listening. I was like, let's go face. Let me listen to this. Let me see what this is about. And then these two lines, or sorry, these four lines, I went, what? And I just went, oh, and nothing beats that feeling when you find a sample by pure coincidence. When you find and you go, ain't that that Kanye track? And then you listen to it and you go, oh, this is the source material. That is why I picked this tune this week, Alan. That's Bars, Rhymes and Life. Sometimes Bars, Rhymes and Life doesn't have to be so existential and so fucking crazy at times. You know what I mean? We are two <laughs> normal dudes at times. Me, maybe not so much, but you, Defo. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love it when you find an original a sample in a track and then you hear it in its original setting uh, i had that with the the common sample and then on the people and girl scott heron when i was listening to that and i was just like oh wow like it just just hits you and you're like of course it's that and it makes you admire the producer for grabbing that and flipping it i'm up next woolly hair eyes fiery red feet made of brass 12 men following me it be the god staff I just thought this was a, a clever, clever biblical reference. I assumed the 12 men uh, following me was a reference to the disciples, but I didn't realize that the line before that, the woolly hair and all that, is almost a direct quote from the book of Revelations, which says, His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire his feet like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace. I just think it's really cool to take that, flip it into a bar to describe like yourself, you know, give yourself that godlike image and your crew, your staff, your team who are, who are following you about. Um, and I always like it when I look into something because it sounds interesting and then I end up learning a little bit about, oh, there's a passage in the Bible. So yeah, I just thought it was a cool line. Straight facts, bro. Who's next? You're up. Move every script like Miramax. Smash the big boy. Totaled it. Wilshire and Fairfax. So, what Ghostface Killer is alluding to here is that every album is worthy of being a motion picture. Move every script like Miramax. Miramax was the movie studio specialising in distributing critically acclaimed independent films that helped launch the careers of Quentin Tarantino, Kevin Smith and Robert Rodriguez. And Miramax was the, the company that was owned or at least uh, it was definitely owned, but I think it was incepted by none other than your boy. And I say your boy, and I'm saying that in an extremely derogatory term, Harvey Weinstein. Now. Smash the big boy totaled it, Wilshire and Fairfax. So that is a place in LA, Wilshire and Fairfax. And it's just alluding back to what I was talking about locations and how you could just say two places or a place and you know exactly where that is and what that instigates. But the whole point of these bars or why I picked them was Harvey Weinstein's a fucking prick, isn't it? Yeah. He was a fucking weirdo. And and recently, in the last week or so, we got our UK version of the Harvey, we- Harvey Weinstein in some respects. His name's Philip Schofield. It's Philip Schofield, for as long as I fucking can remember, and I swear I've brought him up on the pod before and called him out. He's a fucking weirdo. I know. I knew it for like 12 years. I've been calling this guy out, yeah? And 
I always like whenever I was off at home, I always used to have this morning on and all that stuff. This guy is such a fucking tosser. And <laughs> he's been just getting away with being a tosser for so long. Like years upon years upon years of just being an absolute twat, right? I think the last time I called him out was, oh, I can't remember what I called him out about. But like, I'm so happy he's finally gone. He's finally out of this morning. And like, I'm sure it's probably not the last we see or hear of him or stuff. But I, I just can't understand, Alan. Harvey Weinstein, Philip Schofield, neither of these guys look particularly intimidating. Or particularly like, oh my God, I'll be in big, big trouble if I cross these dudes. And yet there's nothing but years and years and years of toxicity, misogy- misogyny with Harvey at least, associated with them. And no one says anything. No one says anything. And it's only until like the randomest thing happened. And it only started with Queensgate when him and Holly cut the queue, the 14 hour queue that everyone else went through, including the likes of people like David Beckham and all this sort of stuff. It was only until then did the spotlight or the, the beginning of the end happened to Mr. Philip Sofield. But like, that was all I wanted to say. Smash the big boy totaled it. Bro, you got totaled. I'm so glad you're fucking done. I, I had no idea that end, like, anything had happened to Philip Schofield. I had to Google it while you were talking to see that he's like left his show or whatever. This is going to be nothing to the American listeners, but like this is, I'm so tuned out to the news at the moment. I don't know what's going on. I'm so glad my rant was long enough for you to be able to Google it. Like I ranted long enough. <laughs> I was Parky. like, what's, what's, what's going on with Philip Schofield? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Toxic twats. Like I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't think I ever will get it. There was not, like, why did all these people, I get it, you say money, power, and this, but I'm just like, how are you, how are you okay with this type of behavior? And then paying guys incredible amounts of money to just be a prick doesn't make sense to me. Me neither, man. What way to end it? I got, I got another one. Oh, shit. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I got one more. Too hot to handle. One thought from scrambling the mandolin. Hundred game Wilt Chamberlain. Smack him say when. So this bar stood out to me for two reasons. Firstly, this the scrambling, rambling rhyme. I thought to myself, it's, it's kind of interesting. You don't hear mandolin used in bars very often. But then my brain switched on and I thought, wait a second. I have heard mandolin rhymed with scrambling. So I was trying to figure out where it was from, and then it clicked. It's from Biggie's verse in Notorious Thugs. You'll be scrambling, gambling, up in restaurants with mandolins and violins. On the dangerous, ain't too many can bang with us. Straight up, we no angel dust. Label us notorious. Thug ass niggas that love the bus. It's strange to us. Y'all niggas be scrambling, gambling. I must rock with mandolins and violins. We just sitting here trying to win, trying not to sin. High off weed and lots of gin. So much smoke, we pop the gin. This record came out a few years after that. So maybe a little reference to, to Biggie's bars there. The second thing that jumped out at me was this Wilt Chamberlain line. I didn't know anything about 
Well, Chamberlain, I'd never heard of him until I looked at this, but it turns out he's the only person to ever score 100 points in an NBA game. I didn't know that was even a thing, but it's just super impressive. It was 1962, and usually when someone breaks a big milestone like that, other people go on to kind of best it. I think of the four-minute mile when that was first set. Once he'd run the four-minute mile, a bunch of other people then went a bit faster and a bit faster and a bit faster and improving on it. But with this, no one's beat it, which I just think is super impressive. And then he's kind of like got this wordplay potentially with, you know, $100 bills, my 100 game can't be touched. Just really clever, man. Yeah, facts. You know what they called Wilt Chamberlain's nickname? He's called Wilt the Stilt. Wilt the Stilt? Yeah. Wilt the super Stilt. tall. He was ridiculously tall. He's like the only seven footer on the court. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, he was sick. He was sick, man. He was sick. Um, RIP Wilt Chamberlain. Where do you enough yet? 36 Chambers when you stick that in as well. Hey. Didn't realize about that one. But yeah, bars, absolute bars, incredible track, incredible artist. Nothing but love to Ghostface Killer. Nothing but love to all of his fans. Nothing but love to all the BRL listeners out there. Nothing but love to you, Alan. One. Peace. Stop fronting on the grounds before you get touched. Because Canada drives sets with a lost son. We won't ride. We want it so bad we might cry. For every blow depends on breath control. So it's the first thing you must learn. Fortunately, it's easy. You'll soon learn. Hey!